A-S-I la re Take a look at your pop, you know what's about that time Three guys on dot com, you know that we're online Still more even on the long drive It don't matter when you yeah. listen, yo, we got you all the time listening to three Steady focus, it's about that time. Time to start the yeah, show. Up. Ready, probably you want some liquor and he's sipping the soda. Yeah. Tim trying to raise the daughter, Miss Luther, the soldier with the hottest on the internet. Didn't you know this? Everybody doing podcasts. Dope, like the comedy and real talk. No one's closest. Every other podcast, the polls are checking out. We got Andy Klein, Randolph Turner, Tim Miller, bro. Don't be hating. But we'll let you make it. Cause we gotta give love to the SP Nation. Every Monday and Thursday, we striving for greatness. Monday and Thursday, we striving for greatness. Download the pod. I suggest you play it. I suggest you play it. Hey. Brigazon.com. Hey. Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Petey Steele back again. Hey, three guys on. You know, right back at you. You didn't think we were going to pull that one out on you. I think it was going to come out of the, come out of the crates on you, did Shout you? Shout out to Abasi. Mm-hmm. You didn't believe it. You didn't know we could come back like that. Yeah, yeah. It always and whenever we hear that song, I'm reminded Abasi. I believe is from this area because he said Randolph Terrence. Yeah, yeah. Terrence. Going to Merlin. Merlin. Going to Merlin. I believe. I believe he's from this area. Well, shout out to you guys. Happy to be Texas. back with you guys back on Thursday. Yeah. Welcome, freeloaders. Welcome, you fucking freeloaders. Maybe that'll be the freeloader theme song. Uh, for you freeloaders who didn't who missed it, we had Jason Nichols in on Mondays, uh, three guys on on the Patreon to discuss uh, the uh, the the Mike Wood. Uh, I don't know what what do we call it? It's not a debacle. It's not a debacle. It was a conversation. Conversational. The Michael Wood conversation. We had we had him in to do that. Uh, for those three loaders who didn't. L- listen to mondays we want to thank you guys as i said on mondays andy is the mvp of that podcast you know it takes a whole team and i explained that i explained that why <laughs> that uh andy is um uh i am more emotional than andy when it comes to something like that i had had a conversation with him the night before uh, two nights before and it had been, it had been quite heated <laughs> yeah you <laughs> called me on the i was on my way to a show right and you called, called me you were like i just talked guess what <laughs> Yeah, I just talked to Michael Wood on the phone, yeah. and you relate some of the stuff that you guys had talked about. Right. I was like, "What?" Yeah, what I had said, um, which may or may not have been a cheap shot on my part, but what I had said was, he was almost acting like a bad cop. Yeah, he was escalating, like you know, he yeah. he was escalating, escalating, escalating until he got in, like so you wouldn't say it to my face type of stuff to you, and it's like, what the fuck? Like I was really he said all that, and so. When we had him on, I didn't know how that how that would go. When, yeah. Like I thought the conversation might start out of the gate, like, yeah, you know. And let me tell you something, you know. But it's it was a slow build. I yeah. thought it was, we talked to him for like an hour, and it was so like I hung slow. back and let Andy uh, Andy take the lead on that one. Yeah, uh, until it was my time with uh, the definition of blackness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jason Nichols gave his, which I liked. I liked uh, I liked Doctor Nichols. I liked that too. I liked it. Uh, a great deal. Uh, like I said, there's a there's a 
there's room to have definitions of blackness that aren't distilled because you can't distill it down to two sentences. There's rooms. So I'd like to hear from other people. Uh, what I did find interesting was Dr. Nichols saying that uh, no, Sheriff Sheriff Clark is not, I wouldn't call him black. <laughs> yeah, he just straight up said he wouldn't call him black. Interesting. Which is, that's part of the subjectivity of that. Yeah. Of the, uh, that question of what does that mean? And also, it can be gray and fuzzy mm-hmm. and doesn't have to be like a perfect fine point. Yeah. It's hard to I, put a fine point I on would, that. I would, but let me, let me say it like this. I would... But Dr. Nichols saying, I'm calling black. I wouldn't, I, I'm not going to be like, no, you're wrong. I'd be like, oh, I, I get it. <laughs> well, he explains what he means. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Even without explaining it to me, I'd be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, it's like Shakti said, every brother ain't a brother. I get it. Mm. <laughs> I, get that, mm. I get that shit. Um, was that Welcome to the Dome? he said that? Yeah. Yeah. He said it twice. Uh, yeah. Me so. and Lawrence Owens were just having a conversation last night, and I was thinking about, Myself, Lawrence, and Haywood were standing on, were talking last night, and I was thinking to myself of how different our acts are, what we talk about on stage, and how we carry ourselves. Yeah. But how black all of our acts are. Yeah. <laughs> and how we carry ourselves and <laughs> things we talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're just different expressions, just different expressions of blackness. It's probably why I like I like each of their acts so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lawrence is a guy. He he was thanking me for that last night. If you don't know Lawrence Owens, he's a great comic. Fantastic. And he said, you need to have him on the podcast. He said he wanted to come on. He, he told me favorite. that a while back, and yeah. that told him to hit you up. He and, just uh, works. He's just gone. Uh, he's working yeah. and uh, everywhere. Because I said I watched him work one. Night. He's a guy. Every time I watch him, he he uh, gives me some sort of inspiration. Every time I, I watch, yeah, him me too. On stage, I'm like, oh, look at this motherfucker. Yeah, Earl, think of something that's so ingenious. I'm yeah. like, holy fuck! I know I've thought of that unconsciously. Yeah, he said, yes, but he said I've last never night. Put that in the word. You have to have pedophilia strength. <laughs> Just you see how you're laughing. I'm not even going to tell you the shit he was talking about. But that was the that was the the premise. You got to have pedophilia strength. Oh my god! The show god. you did, you headlined last <laughs> night, the Wonderland. He did that the month before. The pedophilia. Headline. Oh, you saw it. You yeah, seen that, it. Yeah, that. Oh no, but he headlined god. that, and he also told this joke where he said, "If you got uncles younger than you, you ain't shit. If your family ain't shit. That's, <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. amazing. Hilarious." <laughs> That is hilarious. Because I've seen that in practice, and I'm like, yeah, that's spot on. That is hilarious. <laughs> we were talking. You know, we when, you, said, when you say someone ain't shit, you're actually saying they are shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ain't that, shit. Yeah. That means you're, you are you're shit. Your fecal <laughs> matter. <laughs> you are a pretty shit person. <laughs> fecal matter, but you, you ain't shit. Right. Exactly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You know, just standing there talking. We were just standing after the shows. We just do that. We just stand there talking. We just don't have a place to go around. Comedian circle. You stand yeah, but in there's circle. nowhere to go. So we just stand in a circle. There's and he had his lady with him, and she was yeah. like, "Come on, let's go." And yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, three guys. of us, and it was like Teresa dancing and <laughs> Teresa dancing, <laughs> dancing with some people to Spanish music. But the three of us were having a, a grown man comedian conversation. Right. We were having a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Lawrence's girl. <laughs> You ready to go? <laughs> Are you uh, ready to go? She's got the Uber thing pulled up on her. Yeah, phone. I got the Uber app. <laughs> yeah. Looking at it, the car's coming. So uh, I think it's him. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, he's a she dude. She calls this him Larry. Larry, come on, Larry. <laughs> Larry, let's get out of here. That means that means you got to get a jog on because you're finna leave. <laughs> All right, fellas, listen. Yeah, uh, I got Uber on my phone too. You can go ahead. <laughs> you, I can't call an Uber. <laughs> 
<laughs> not if she says Larry. Yeah. If she says Larry, you can. If she yeah. says Lawrence, maybe. That's okay, Lawrence. I, you, 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 yeah. yeah. But if she says, listen, Larry, you got to go. I got to go. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta I'll go. see you guys. Yeah, just we got to get him on the cast when he's home. Daps everyone him up. Him and um, Jessup needs to do a sit down with us. Catherine Jessup. Of Woke Files saw fame. Saw her last night of Woke Files fame. Uh, we spoke last night at length. We had some interesting conversations. Right. Uh, she's somebody I like talking to from a woman's perspective because she's grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. grown. She doesn't I, talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> she's grown. I like talking to her. Uh, by the way, she wants to do some work at the pod, at the draft house. We need to talk about that. All right. I'm fine uh, with it. Well, she's done work before there. Yeah. she's uh, the, the door's open. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a good time. At last, Reggie. It's a great idea for a new podcast, which yeah. I don't want to say, oh, really? but it's a really good idea. Oh, it's fantastic. it had us standing there talking yeah. just last night. I feel like maybe I talked to him about a podcast idea. A albums? Back. Yeah. Albums um, po- Albums idea? I don't know. Maybe that's Albums? Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute. Hold on. Right. Okay. And okay. you talk about them and you explain the the why. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good idea because I started doing it as yeah. we were saying and talking. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. this is why. This is why. Yeah. And this is why, you know, it's a All good right. idea for a podcast. All right. Mm-hmm. If you can pull it off. I don't know how many you could do. You do it as many people as just, there I are guess it's just people that like music. Every people that you bring on. And that care about it enough to remember that. He's really leading in the music direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's playing music now. Yeah, he's playing music, taking singing lessons. Directed a film, scored it. Playing bass. You yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he's uh, he's an artistic fellow. He is an artistic Absolutely. fellow. Yeah. He's an artistic fellow. From uh, Idaho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black man from Idaho. With gigantic calves. Played football at Boise, at Boise he State. Walked on. He did. Yeah. The blue field, right? Walked That's on the, on the blue field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> walked on on the blue field. Yeah, so we had, a, we had, some, good, we had some good conversations. And, uh, yeah, and... You want to read a couple of emails about? It's picking up. Yeah. We're trying to make it a more diverse crowd over there, a more diverse lineup. Quite frankly, that that'll bring diverse. That'll bring diverse. For too diverse long, crowd. it's just been. You it know, was white really white, white yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but no, because me and that one white girl were talking. Me and that one black girl were talking. We were the only one. <laughs> Comparably, though, to previous months, holy shit. <laughs> I hate to say. Well, that. you know what? There was the Persian guy I talked to. Mm-hmm. He was having a good time. Not, let me rephrase that. The whole audience was having a good time, mm-hmm. but the Persian dude, I spoke with him about that. Asked him, do you, you know, have you played the game? Do you you play the game too, right? Yeah, yeah. Said, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the umbrella. And the, and the black girl. Yeah. Uh, you know. How so, she's black tech support. Right, yeah. right. And we, talked, <laughs> we talked about that. You know, and there's black girls in the audience. So, you know, but other than that, White and white and white again. It's a hipster bar. Yeah. Right, right, right. Now, it was full. That's the fullest I've seen it for a show I've done there. And that was no front row, but every other seat was full. Mm -hmm. Because people just don't want to sit up front. But every other seat was full. And even back at the bar, all the seats at the bar, people could have came down and sat up front. Mm -hmm. The the roof would have blew off that motherfucker if they had come down and sat up there. Yep. And the one brother that was there was another black dude there because he spoke to me on his way out. Yeah, he never sat he down. He works the cr- there. He, okay, he was yeah. like, "Man, you're really funny, dog. You're yeah. really funny." But he never sat down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in and out probably. No, oh, he stood through my whole oh, set. Stood? Okay, right as you go up the stairs, he stood right there. Okay, and just watched. Yeah, yeah. He never sat down, and I was like, uh, I started to holler him, but I was like, uh, all the black it. people work there. Yeah, waiters, bartenders, bouncers. Yeah. The servant class. 
Uh, we have a few emails. We actually have two emails that are not about the Michael Wood episode. We'll save those for last. Okay. Um, and the other several. We read a few already on Monday. So if you're a freeloader and we read your email on Monday, sorry about that. Uh, we try to make sure the freeloaders hear their emails. Yeah, but we wanted to be other people to hear them. Uh, this is an email from Brian. And Brian says, uh, well, the title of the email is My Favorite Podcast. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Brian. you, man. <laughs> what if the body email said, not yours? <laughs> uh, you should check out this other. <laughs> Brian says, Andy, the MVP, Randolph, and Sock Puppet of the Week. That's Petey this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening to episode 706 on my commute home and putting aside the guest. What came across to me was how intelligent and sophisticated you guys are. It's Thank one of the you. reasons why I appreciate this podcast so much. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Not only is 3GO funny, but it's also thought-provoking. While I wanted to reach through my iPhone and strangle your guest, <laughs> who made no sense, by the way, uh, I appreciate Watch your speed if you're driving. Yes, it. please. Uh, I appreciate the issues raised and discussed. I would love to get your thoughts on this drama around Aziz and is Randolph going to boycott the Super Bowl? Found you guys via the Black Eye Who Tips, shout out, many years ago. Uh, he just said Martin Luther King and MLK... SMH. I will keep listening, laughing, and learning. I didn't get that reference. Uh, Brian, a patron of the Three Guys on Podcast. Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, the Aziz story. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think of start, that? We want to start with Aziz and work out from there? Well, we got several more emails to read. We can always... Let's go one at a time. Let's start yeah. with this email and then move forward. All right. So the Aziz story, everyone listening probably knows the story. You all know it. Mm-hmm. And... By the way, you've all made an opinion now yeah. at this point. You all have an opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. And all the things you think can be right simultaneously. Right. Like, there's a lot of gray area in that story. Right. And people are seizing on little fractions of it. Mm-hmm. When I first read it, it was at the back of the draft house open mic last week. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's a long, fucking long article. And so it's like I, I was kind of half distracted while reading it. But my initial thought was, it's a fucking long article. Like you know, it's. I thought it was a little bit poorly written. I thought it was, um, a little unfocused. You know, it mentions that she didn't like the wine. He. Gave. I was like, what is it? What's going on here? You know, there was a point where she said something lasted ten minutes, but then things kept happening after that. And I was like, where's the editor? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm worried about the actual structure of the article. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual content of the article, though. This is what I find interesting about all these things. This is a, oh, this woman's account of this night with Aziz. And normally when you hear these stories, because the article title was like the worst night of my life, mm-hmm. you know, and she's 22. And, you know, when you're 22, the worst night of your life doesn't have to be that bad. Because <laughs> you're 22. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows what you've been through. You ain't through been or, bailed out yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's a bad night. You haven't had that bailout walk of shame. <laughs> But generally, when people tell their stories in a way to sort of uh, bury someone else, let's say, they're going to give you the version of the story that makes them look the best, right? Mm-hmm. And so often, uh, when you hear these stories, it's like the, the person who writes the story writes it in a way that makes them beyond reproach. Mm-hmm. And I was this, I was that, I was perfect, I did everything the right way, I said no when I was supposed to, and I, and she didn't do that. The version of the story she tells, by her own admission, has her kind of saying no, but not yet, but saying not yet, but not no, um, stopping it and then starting it and stopping gray. it again. So 
A lot of gray. A lot of people are sort of burying her, but I'm like, she's giving you, she's telling you, she knows what she's doing. She understands the lines that were crossed and not crossed, and she understands consent. And she's telling you, yeah, I was kind of into him, and I did. I went down on him, but then I wanted to stop, and then I went forward, and I pulled back. Then he pulled me forward, and I went with him, and then I pulled back. So, You know what, though? I would say that I don't know if she understands consent any more than I know that Aziz understands right. consent. I think what everybody would, would, I think an assumption everybody's making is that everybody understands consent. Well, everyone's, yeah, but everyone's That's sort an of assumption everybody's saying, making, why does she do that? Why does she do that? And if she, she could have written the article without that in it. She, right. We have that information because she told us that information. Mm-hmm. And so she, the, the, the most favorable view, in my opinion, when you write a story, you're going to write the one that looks the best for you. She still kind of warts and all gave us that story. Now, if Aziz was to write his account of that night, um, it would be favorable to him much more. Of course, so. it would. And mm-hmm. it would be like, no, I didn't feel like she was pulling away. I, I thought she was into it. I thought she was kind right. of being coy with me. But she stuck around. Mm-hmm. She went down on me a second time. I, I, I didn't, f- you know. So his version would be different mm-hmm. than hers. But I did at least appreciate that she gave us a story in which she had some things that could have been done better as well. Because a lot of times when you hear these stories, you know, the, the woman who tells a story will say it in a way where it's like, I was perfect. Yeah. The gray area stories. There are right. stories where obviously if you get tackled and raped or assaulted, right, it, it, right, you right. were perfect. But right. the gray area stories often will have these weird, these weird dead zones where it's like, how did you get from here to here? Mm-hmm. And it's like they're not telling. You can tell they're not yeah, telling. Yeah, she you. filled in. She filled in the dead zones. Yeah, and she told you, like, yeah, like you know, I was not sure, but I went with it. Which is that's why a lot of people are saying it was a bad day. A lot of awkward sexual encounters mm-hmm. result in that. And I think one thing that men really don't understand that women do, it seems, very seldom do men have this this particular reaction. And women say it all the time after a sexual encounter, whether it's great or terrible or weird or awkward or whatever men wake up the next day and they move on eh, that was fucking weird that, yeah. that was a bad sex and, and i've had i've yeah. had them <laughs> women have a reaction that men don't have and that reaction is i'm uncomfortable with what happened last night i feel bad about like men don't feel bad no. about the sex they had it's, last it's, night it's it's a rarity remember like they might say like oh I'm never doing that again exactly you know? I've, I've done that yeah they might look at the girl like whoa I should have I should have sobered yeah. up before and I, I can only home. speak from my own experiences and I've yeah. done that where I've been like oh that's that's but that's see yeah. here's the thing though that's regret right that's not a I've general been I've been in a lot of positions where I've, I've had regrets but women you know like Frank Sinatra <laughs> regrets I've had a few yeah you know that yeah that that happens regret women have this thing where they have just a general negative bad feeling inside them about what happened last night and yes Andy and it is generalizing yeah but that's what we're doing here. and it eats away at them so and they relax. they think about it so that's something that men i'm just saying that's something that men can't relate to right. so when women say because then men will say oh you wake up the next day you didn't like the sex so you say he raped you or whatever it is you know men will mm-hmm. kind of conflate that to, to being something else we don't know what that is. Right. When women say, "Yeah, I," the next day, I when I thought back about it, I just had an uneasy feeling right. feeling mm-hmm. about what happened. In retrospect, men just say, 
Yeah, keep it moving. Like Chuck in our minds, mm-hmm. keep it moving. in our minds, yeah. we just keep, so we can't. When women say that, we're and we're so quick to say it doesn't happen. Like, what do you mean you feel bad? I felt bad too. I looked over and like she was fat. Why did I take her home? And like yeah. you know, guys, they do the guy shit. Yeah. And so when we hear that, like I, I try to just say, like, oh, all right, I don't relate, but I've heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something there that we just don't have happen to us, which is something was not right with me it didn't sit right with me and it's been sitting wrong with me now for days and days and days right that's i feel just in general they can't even always articulate it to say i feel uneasy and bad about what happened which is why she texted him Ugh. and he texted back which i his text back was the right move like mm. i'm sorry about that i didn't really we read mm. it differently mm. but those moments that's why it's gray area because it's like everyone agrees well he didn't it wasn't rape it wasn't like a date rape thing some people say it was sexual assault some people say she said no prominently enough to for him to get it some people say well she didn't really and i guess that's subjective Mm -hmm. well yeah it is that's the whole problem is that it's it's subjective there's a point where she definitely says i don't want to do this subjective thing not on the first date and he pushes which yeah. is the guy move like yeah, it's a guy move well it's mm-hmm. been like now how about this have another glass of wine we're on second date yeah. that, you know there it's that weird sort of negotiation that happens mm-hmm. yeah you know well I think women in society negotiation in America have for been yeah. culturated for eons to be adherent to a double standard which means that they're not supposed to enjoy sex and if they have it they're guilty of it whereas men it's to conquer and yeah it's funny you say that that being said i mean it wasn't so long ago even 40 50 years if you were like a woman say you had nothing to do with a guy except your friends and you moved in with them and you all weren't married you were a whore Right. Straight up. And that's how it got put around. And I think that imprint's been left in a lot of women. And I think that's why a lot of times they wake up the next day and they're like, ugh. Even if they had a good time then or even if whatever. Could be. Uh, it, Could there's be. definitely something we don't have that they have yeah. in yeah. that in that department. Well, that's our, our society has, 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 listen, we are taught as men that we have to be the pursuer. We have to be the one who's going to get. Yeah. We have to pursue at all costs. And we're also taught, as women are taught, that women are taught that they have to be. They have to hold out, be chased, put walls up. The man has to pursue you. So if we're taught to be pursuers and they are taught to be the pursued, then you begin to play certain roles. And one of the roles is to no, no, no. I have to convince you. Mm-hmm. Hence, I read it. I read it. Let's have another. Let's have another glass of wine. I have to convince you. Yeah. To to do this with me, and you. I have to. I have to wear you down. Yeah. I have to. I have to wear you down because that's my role in this. Your role in this is to keep the walls up. Yeah. And and basically fight me off until I wear until I wear you down. There was an article. That's why a woman who doesn't do that, a Madonna or some sort who mm-hmm. takes control of sexuality, is immediately called a whore. Yeah. Right. That's why you liberated. didn't play the game, bitch. Is immediately called a whore because they're not playing. They're not playing in the in the game in the system. You don't give up in the last leg of the a system marathon. The system is, is supposed to be. I read article this article was? like it was a long time. Ago. I don't remember who wrote it or whatever, but because. Um, there was this, a lot of people were talking about Aziz doing this claw move, mm-hmm. which is I like, saw that. dude, you're in your thirties. What do you, he just, oh, you know, I'm going to come back to that. Shoves his fingers in her mouth. Yeah, and you know, it, I, and so people up. were like, people were like, what was he? He watches too much porn. Yes. You know? Now, no, I'm sure he does. The yes. reason that made me think of that article. So whatever, it may be someone's blog post, but, um, 
there was something to point it out. Like if you look at porn from the seventies, mm-hmm. there a lot of the porn encounters involve the man saying, "Come on, come on," and the girl saying, "No, no, no, yes," you know, like, "Tell me more, tell me more." Yeah. Did she put up a fight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, like you know, he pulls it out, and she's like, "Okay," mm-hmm. but there's audible no 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 we can't we can't we can't push away he hugs up on her push away and then he there's cartoons there's, and there's, she melts there's right bugs bunny cartoons yeah. where and she and so that that go get it that was the paradigm the pews a rapist yeah <laughs> and that was the paradigm and so and that reflected what the attitudes were at the time and that's still a lot of people's attitudes. Anyone who's of age to sort of remember that time is going to listen to this story and be like, what the fuck? You just had a, you went on a date, you had a bad date, you know? Yeah, I, I thought that There's a too. generation gap. There. As you said that, that I've talked to um, a couple of women who were uh, women of a certain age and all of them were like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> just so? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and if you were listening to, let's say Aziz tells the story. Yeah. Because we have her, we even have her perspective on choosing the wine and taking her. She took her to this restaurant, and he was very short at the restaurant. He really wanted to pay the bill and get out of there, and was kind of, in retrospect to her, was probably trying to like shuffle her back to his place, which may have been the case. But if you listen to but Aziz tell that story, he might have been like, "Look, I'm a somewhat of a celebrity now." Uh, the longer I'm out at a restaurant, the yeah. more people are to walk up. I'm on a date. I don't want her to be standing in the corner while I'm taking pictures with fans. So right. generally, I eat and get the hell out. And get the hell out. So yeah. it made you know who knows what the motivation of his was to just kind of like, hey, let's get the hell out of here, go back yeah. to my place. Maybe when you're famous, you just want to hang out at your house. Yeah. Because you don't want to be, especially on a first date. Yeah. You don't want to like ignore the girl because you want to be the nice guy celebrity. Who knows? But. That's why hearing his version, which would be the most favorable to him, would be yeah, interesting. Yeah, at this point, no one's going to... He, he, he's not going to tell. Nothing to say. People say he's making excuses. There's nothing to say anyway, and yeah. he's making excuses. What I think needs to happen is a conversation needs to happen, which I don't think is going to happen because two people have already gone into their corners. Yeah. And I think a conversation needs to, ha- needs to happen about um, just uh, shit, man. Just sexuality, roles, mm-hmm. sexual roles... Uh, people, people actually taking power of the sexuality. We have, we've said this. Maybe it'll change. I don't think so. I don't either. But maybe it will. But the conversation, the conversation definitely needs to be, definitely needs to be had. Mm-hmm. What yeah. I, there was a couple things that kind of that kind of bothered me about the story. The main thing that bothered me was people kept harping on Aziz's age. They kept saying, yeah. "Well, he's thirty three and she's twenty mm-hmm. Listen, I'm raising a, I'm raising a daughter, so I've heard many times. I'm trying to raise a daughter. I'm trying to raise a daughter, <laughs> and I've heard many times. You know, uh, uh, girls mature faster than boys. Yeah. I hear this constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm around small children. The boys are fucking menaces goofballs yeah. they're fucking goofballs they're in the fucking they're in a whole nother it's proven it's insanity man you see boys you're like oh, god i can't imagine having a son jesus christ mm-hmm. i don't know what jason weems is going through he's got three of them <laughs> three <laughs> three of them three little three boys. little ones i don't know what the fuck he's going through <laughs> you know i got a daughter i can tell her to do something she'll go do it her thing now is she's afraid of disappointing me what no hmm. boys thinking no shit like that yeah. <laughs> boys thinking no shit like that no you know what I mean? So to say, well, you can't keep saying that girls mature faster and then when he gets a situation like this, say, well, he's older than her, so 
He's the He's one who's supposed been. to be knowing better, right? Yeah, you can't keep doing it. It's, it, it can't be it, it, just as a blanket overall statement. No, mm-hmm. you, you can't do that. That's first thing. And the second thing about a guy like Aziz is that there is a thing amongst men of an arrested development type situation that happens. We personally, the three of us personally, yeah. know a guy who is of a, who is mm-hmm. kind of in that arrested development phase. We've talked to him about it. Yeah, you know, homeschooled. Uh, uh, chronologically a certain age, but socially, mentally, you're like, no, mm-hmm. he's not even close to it. Yeah, or, socially, you're you could be more mature in some areas, and other areas right. very immature. Right, it's because yeah. you see him, you see him on stage, you think, well, he does that. Wow, he's very mature. Well, no, you know. So the thing is about um, let's talk about the cue. He didn't recognize my nonverbal cues. Well. You have to be exposed to a lot of nonverbal cues before you learn to recognize nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. The downside of that is that this learning process, somebody has to be on the other side of the learning process. Yeah. Right. You know when women are like, I don't want to teach luck. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to teach a guy. They're shit out of luck. <laughs> well, let me ask, just yeah. because I keep hearing this nonverbal cue stuff around lately and women are telling me, well, guys need to learn to recognize. I'm like, is a blowjob a nonverbal fucking cue, or is it not? Well, I think though in this era, I the mean, even when PD I was steel. go ahead. Even when I was, use a PD steel. Hate mail can be sent to PD. We hate PD steel at gmail.com. <laughs> um, even when I was young enough to sort of you know be, like say teenage years, like when people were beginning to become sexually active, people were already saying, and I'm sure this is much more advanced now for younger mm-hmm. people to hear. People were already saying you could be mid-stroke, and if a girl says no, you stop. You know, mm-hmm. because that was the defense a lot of times. Well, she said yes up to this point, and people would go to court and say, "Well, how come right. you let him enter you?" And then that doesn't—you can't say no right. now. Uh, not guilty, you know. Right. And it was not illegal for a husband to rape his wife until right. like fairly recently. So I think take that twenty plus years ago, mm-hmm. and every younger person now is being told. Anytime you hear no, even if she just blew you, or even if she's in the middle of it, anytime you hear, or it's the second time, no, yeah, well, either way, you could you could be on the second or third go round, and she's like, you know what, time to stop, call timeout, yeah, and you have to, and, and so people who are younger, I mean, Aziz is ten years younger than me if he's thirty three, they've been more indoctrinated to that thought, sure, line of thinking than I was, and it was thought it was taught to us essentially, you know. The all the like MTV, uh, a town hall panel on sex in the nineties, you know, like all that shit that we heard growing up. Right. Uh, it's even more amplified for someone Aziz's age or this girl's age. So yeah, I think even though she blew him, he should. When people say he should still pick up on nonverbal cues, I get where they're coming from because they've probably all been told mm-hmm. their whole lives. Yeah, no can happen anytime. Sure, it can happen literally in the middle of. Of penetration. And if that's the game, I mean, I guess all play, and that's part of what a big part of what this conversation that I don't think will ever happen is going to have to entail. But I'm also looking at it like, all right, is there a ledger? Because it seemed to me, reading that whole account front to bottom, there was like 25 yeses and two no's in terms of nonverbal and verbal cues. Well, then it gets into is one no just that shuts the whole fucking thing now because if she's if like now I'm at the point where I'm like someone say no I'll be like all right and get the fuck out yeah I think you have to I think the <laughs> I'm not no gonna is play like, this game it's you know? an absolute at this point you have to treat it like that yeah and 
even if she says yes after that, no, you got to like, <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> like you got to make sure <laughs> you heard that because yeah. she's giving nonverbal yeses. Yeah. Also, yeah. and so you know, like when when she's like, I'm not into this, I'm not into this, and then like two paragraphs later, she's doing things Blowing with them. <laughs> it's you know, f- for him, what either he knows exactly what's going on and right. he's using it as plausible deniability, mm-hmm. or he's actually confused. And as he said in his statement, I I interpreted it as a consensual I interpreted situation. it this way, and um, yeah. Oh, I think Son is confused because I think he doesn't have all that much game to begin with. This is my. Well, when you got famous young, you don't need game anymore. You don't. Girls just you take a girl home and you have sex with her, and she usually is probably okay with it. But here, take a guy like this. Like this is an Indian man in South Carolina, raised there with all these honkies. You know, he's just had his head in the nerd book his whole fucking life. He blows up quick. He fucking is in NY. He's got all this power. He says, "I'm this big woke guy." He's got a bunch of girls. 20s still in La La Land who wants still have some hope that like a good man exists. It's like a angel boy or whatever. And then <laughs> right. he goes, spits that game, says, you come here. He doesn't even have to develop game as much because he's got the prestige, the money, the big thing up in Manhattan and all of that. Yeah. He, I, he hasn't had to like rap. So, you know what I'm saying? To, to become yeah. like. Yeah. But that's why I think you got to lean on the fact that. Anyone his age, their whole lives, heard over and over again, anything negative means you stop. Right. You know, like, and it's, but then when you get, when you get famous and when you have money, that goes, that does go away because people do throw themselves at you. Right. I mean, we've all seen it and we've all seen it happen. You hear the stories. And this is what I found interesting. Rod emailed us a while back and asked, you know, who we thought. We're gonna be like the next people on the Me Too thing. Oh he, shit! He speculated on John Travolta, and it was an actually a story about him. Mm-hmm. I said maybe some rock stars and athletes, and there was an athlete I forget who it was who had a story about him. But you actually don't hear much about rock stars and athletes. Well, the thing is, there's there's a structure for them because there's people in their line of work who have been the young hot shot. In comedy, there's not that many. Up until recently, ten years ago, or like, there were not a lot of twenty-one, twenty-two-year-olds getting huge. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen in comedy like that. You get into your thirties and get big. There's no rookie symposium for comics. <laughs> you know, NFL players have it, no and they combine. talk about they, <laughs> at the symposium. It's a three-day thing where they give you meetings, and a lot of athletes walk away like that was bullshit. But they talk about this is what no means. This is the type of girl oh, that yeah. could get you in trouble. You're going to go out, and people are going to be throwing themselves at you. Uh, you're going to get someone pregnant, possibly, and this is going to happen. And that doesn't happen for, that doesn't for happen comedy, for comics. Yeah. I mean, for even for musicians, I bet there's a little bit more. There's a few more older guys who are like, yeah, yeah, I was a big deal when I was 22. Uh, watch out for this. Ugh. Understand this. And you're kind of on your own if you're a comic. And that's just, there's, there's not a, a structure in place for that. So you got to learn on your own or just err on the side of caution is what it comes down to. And now I bet, Aziz is going to err on the side of caution oh, yeah. going oh, no. forward. He's going to be like, okay, sign this. Uh, I'm going to put you on video. <laughs> hold up the Daily Newspaper. It is now uh, 12 o'clock at night on the yeah. on yeah. February 3rd. Uh, your name? State your name, full name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, know. It's funny. There's people who always want to talk about salacious details. You know, One of the things he says seem like porn. I'm like, yeah, that's because from probably his whole life he's had porn in his pocket right mm-hmm. and he thinks that that he th- literally thinks that that's how to go to get it that's the first thing the second thing is is um i'm like listen 
you probably need to watch some Brothers of Support. And the reason why I say that <laughs> is because I was listening to Sarah Jade talk, uh, porn star. Rod knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. And she was saying that um, she exclusively worships black men now. And they were like, why? And she was like, because they are more passionate with me. Ah. Uh. <laughs> The white men are dispassionate. Nope. They will. They will kiss me. They will hold me. They will. They don't. Uh, they'll they shove don't things in her mouth. Do odd shit. Yeah. <laughs> odd. Odd weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> like they just don't do that. <laughs> so that's who I work with. Now. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. You pick up these weird cues, and you think you can, these are going to translate into real life. That's first thing. The second thing I really thought about was that um, our whole, the whole dating now society is based on uh, swipe left swipe right mm-hmm. yeah how what type of what are you building off of that right. other than come back to my place and let's bang out mm-hmm. that's it yeah. there's whole apps designed around that around anonymous hookups mm-hmm. that's just that's just the way it is so if you're in, immersed in, a, in in all of that it's going to lead you to arrested development um, stunted growths mm-hmm. and thinking that things are one way when they're really not, but you think they're supposed to be, and that's again part of stunted growth and arrested development. It's not to def- it's not to defend Aziz's actions, nor to condemn this girl. It's, it's neither. It's just it's an odd. But it's the ex. But also that gray that, area. That stunted growth is simultaneous with an era where younger guys are like. More vocal about being like he wrote right. a book on on Modern dating romance. and relationships. So My it's like uber you, feminist you, cousin gave me that fucking what book does he for know? Christmas but you two have, years ago. You have, did you read it? <laughs> yeah, I read yeah. it. Like, but what does he? But know? you have two sides. What I'm saying, I is, thought it was corny. There, there's like a coin him. with two sides on it. You have simultaneously people who are sort of woke and understand that you need to believe women and listen to women, right? While on the flip side, swiping right, swiping left, right. Get back to my place, hook up. So you do have people kind of fumbling around in right. these situations, like, well, what, what, which is it? You know, are are we? Because I'm, I'm a young man. I'm on social media. I understand. You know, uh, I'm, I'm good to women. I'm a good guy. And on the flip side, it's like, I meet girls. They want to hook up with me. I want to hook up with them, and right. we hook up. You know, that's what happens. And so, mm-hmm. why would I think this is different? And you sort of seemed into it. So why would I think this is different? And I don't know how you can fix that because sexual assault and rape and all that existed long before Tinder and all those things. Yeah. But yeah, we're in the situation where the guy, the woman has sometimes an expectation that the guy gets it now because he's a young guy and he's smart and he's woke and he's all these things. And it's like it's the older guys keep saying, that's just his game. Did you, right. read, you, know? did you right. read the Lindy West piece in the New York Times about like Aziz, we tried to warn you, and she's quoting studies all the way back from like 1975, Susan no. Brown Miller's book and all that. I'm like, he didn't read any of that shit. <laughs> Nobody's fucking reading. Like That's the thing is like you kind of just go on what you know, what you hear what you in learn. the streets and what you learn from yeah. these women when you're yeah. out there, you know, like. And then if the the narrative changes, like you say, these 22-year-olds or whatever have this expectation of like, oh, it's always going to be, you know, no means that's a hard no and anything else is like rape, basically. Nah, man, that's two worlds colliding. You can't can't fuck with that. Yeah, it just gets messy. You know? And and this did. It did. This did. It got real messy because then people were bashing 
the girl and people are bashing the website that published the article and then the girl emailed what's Ashley Banfield or whatever yeah. no, the writer of the, the writer the, of the editor of the uh, whoever compiled the story it was the writer that emailed her back a bash is, is goes after she's like you're old you're, old, you're, you're an old bitch, second really? wave feminist you're, you're, and she criticized her on, looks her looks come on woman what Ad are you doing hominem shit what are you doing so then it, it got even more messy and it's like <laughs> you know every now and then the world needs that scene from uh, Do the Right Thing, where the love doctor just yells, stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his, yeah. his chair rolls up to the camera. <laughs> it's after that scene where they all take turns saying racist shit. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, hold up. Just pause. Everybody just yeah. stop for a fucking second. Yeah. <laughs> and think about what's going on right now. Yeah. Think about what you see. But it's like, you know, everyone, can, so then people get their feelings, they get defensive and all that. And, you know, Aziz is going to be fine. His career will be fine, ultimately. Uh, no one is saying rape, really. I mean, I guess some people are, but no one is saying he should have not have a career anymore. I think nope. this is one of those cases where people are like, yeah, it was kind of not the right way to go about that. Let's He's not going to get a medal for conscientiousness in no, the field of... No one's going to buy no. Modern Romance 2. Not anymore, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You know? Modern Romance 2, Electric Boogaloo. Modern <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Step one, the claw. The claw. <laughs> they call it the sea law. No, that's what, the claw versus the law. Yeah. Chapter one. Uh. I think we covered that. The claw it, uh, is not against the law. What was the, the next law. thing he wanted us to talk about? Um, well, that was that was Brian's email. Yeah. Um, he had one more thing he wanted us to hit on, but I don't... No, I think that was... Hold on, pull it up. He said... Uh, found you guys have blackout tips. He just said Martin Luther King and MLK, SMH. Oh, I think he's talking about Michael Wood. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's back to re-listening. Yeah. I'll keep listening and laughing and learning. Thank you, Brian. Next email is from... Well, they didn't sign their name. I'll just say T because that's the first name in the email address. Mm-hmm. T, well, T Lori. How about that? I'm not sure <laughs> the email settled that one dude. <laughs> I'm not sure how y'all both carried on the conversation that long with Michael Wood Jr. Dude is fucking annoying, clueless, and just disrespectful. We draw strength, we draw strength from each other. Yeah. yeah. You take, <laughs> when it's two people, you can take turns. Yeah, we draw strength from each other. Uh, clueless and a disrespectful piece of shit. Uh, I'm not sure why he's on 10 all the time, but he needs to calm the shit down. Did you notice that? Alchia, then Alchia in these streets because you can't run up on everyone with that energy. Granted, he's well learned. He simply dismissed any possibility that he could be incorrect and ignored actual experience to favor bullshit Trump style made up stats without citation. Um, do oh, I, as I said on I, I think on Monday I wasn't trying to do a gotcha thing when I asked for a citation. I really want to know. Yeah, I want to know what what are these things. So I want to know. I want to drill down into that study to see yeah. you know any stats can be used can be yeah. manipulated. So. Um, dude just lame as fuck and needs a clean two-piece to get his mind right. We're not advocating threats against Michael Wood no, Jr. No, 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 no. 2018, everybody catches hands. <laughs> peace. <laughs> peace, y'all. All right, so there's that one. People had emotional reactions. Yes, visceral. Uh, this is an email from a freeloader because um, Jay, I don't know if you guys remember, he actually emailed us because he got off Podbean. He didn't like, uh, not Podbean, Patreon. He didn't like the app. And so we kind of joked about that. So uh, oh, we're gonna wait. We're gonna read the, the email on a free episode. Jay, freeloader. Big shout out to all three Geo Massive. Happy New Year and well, all that well, good well. shit. Thank you, brother. Yup, it is I, Jay, the hater of the Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> Say freeloader. I know it's coming. Freeloader. Freeloader. <laughs> lover of the free shit and also lover of the three Geo crew and SPs. Thank you, man. Bong bong. 
Yo, I had a chance to listen to your talk with Michael Wood. That's because we made it free, Jay. Jay. <laughs> it was on Monday. It could have been. A... I really enjoyed it as it was quite provocative, though he did get quite emotive at times. Shout out to Randolph for your restraint. I could hear it in your voice that you wanted to just simply say, shut the fuck up and stop playing games, motherfucker, with your carousel of pre-planned racial agitation. Pretty much, yeah. Or perhaps that's, that's that was almost, me projecting. That's almost random. <laughs> <laughs> he says, perhaps that was me projecting. Either way, you handle it like a pro. Also, big shout out to Andy, who is quite nimble in anticipating the bullshit, seeing with a third eye and cutting through this cat's subterfuge. Uh, the guy has an intelligent argument, and there is lots of room for discussion surrounding his yet-to-be-produced research, and I am here for it. A classic action to use when losing a fight or argument is to condescend. Randolph, again, my dude, you let him throw that weak-ass condescension at you, and you dipped it and tossed the cat out like he was Jazzy Jeff and you were Uncle Phil. Yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> I was looking right at this Baldwin quote, which inspired the email. Besides, of course, that y'all got one of the dopest podcasts in the universe. Here's a Baldwin quote. Any real change implies the breakup of the world as one has always known it. The loss of all that gave one an identity, the end of safety. I think the quote can be used to support either argument, depending on which side you stand. I agree with that. That's true. Keep yeah. spitting that knowledge and wisdom. Y'all just leveled up. Man, I'm about to put something in the tip jar if I can remember how. Here Appreciate all of go. y'all and keep the momentum. Well, you can go to the tip jar if you just go to pay, PayPal at three guys on a Gmail. But if you're going to, I mean, I know, Jay, you hate the app, but if you're going to give us money, you might as well. Just do. Just, just fuck with the app. Just get, uh, buy a month of Patreon and just get some <laughs> old episodes and listen to them. You know, yeah. you're going to get more for that, but it's up to you, Jay. It's fine. That's fine. What have you want to do? What the fuck you want to do? It's a man. Patreon hater. <laughs> hater. <laughs> um, and then we got one more email about that. And then we have two emails that didn't even reference the Michael Wood interview. So. Weirdly. <laughs> um, this email is from Gerard. Gerard titled the email Michael A. Wood Jr. doesn't know what the world, what the word culture means. Um, I think he would dispute that. Hey guys, <laughs> hey guys at 3GO from time, first time emailing you guys. I've been listening to the podcast for more than two years now, starting in 2015 when the Colin Kaepernick protest first started, and it's been fantastic ever since. I'm a 24 broke ass college senior majoring in psychology and minoring in linguistics, but I sign up for Patreon on day one. Well, thank you. Day one, $3 a month worth spending every time. Uh, I listened to the definition of black episode twice now. Hmm. I just have a few observations. I know you guys said that you are not biologists, but I'm curious how melanin didn't come up in the discussion. I thought about that actually at one point. It just never, we just never got to it. But I think melanin, I think he would have shot down any ideas of melanin is how much melanin shows up in your skin is based on your genes. Yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do um, with Which is genetic. It's a DNA the thing. Skin but, color doesn't make it true, brother. Anyway, you know. Yeah. And also, even if people have different colored skin, like again, genetically, I might have more in common with a black person than the white guy walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't necessarily align you with everyone else of that skin color. But but yeah, we didn't get to melanin at all. Um, I think I, melanin would be very low on my on my uh, precursors. Uh, he says, I know you both agree that race as a social construction has no biological basis. However, if you accept the social construct for what it is, biology comes into play. Randolph, I know you have the book stamped from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you finished it or not, but the chapter 99.9% of the, the same, it talks about how from a genome standpoint, there are no racial differences. Right. However, what makes Randolph not look like Andy is largely based on phenotype. Majority of your traits come from your parents and that largely uh, what determines your race in Americans' social construct. 
Another thing, no one person can give you a singular definition to the word culture because it is shared pattern of ideas, customs, traditions, etc., mm -hmm. not identical. So asking someone to define black is disingenuous because you can't define a culture in one absolute definition. Yeah. He asks yeah. us if a Nigerian... If you freeloaders listen to our, our uh, Monday's, po Monday's podcast with yeah. Jason Nichols, he had a different... A different view than I did. Yeah, he he talked to he talked. Which, about by the things. way, was not neither uh, it's worse just, nor better than mine. It's yeah. just different. Another way of defining black. Mm -hmm. uh, so asking someone to define black is disingenuous because you can't define a culture in one absolute definition. He asks if a Nigerian comes to America, is he or she black? If he has dark or brown skin with coarse curly hair, then yes, he or she is black or will be perceived as black. Whether they eth ethnically identify as black is a different question. But if they fit the racial profile, they black. Uh, no one looks at Jackie Chan and asks if he's black. They perceive him as Asian, and they perceive Obama as black. Perception is part of the social construct. This is true. Last time, speaking of social constructs, self-identifying out of a social construct doesn't end the social construct. Fashion is a social construct, but if you walk into an interview with SpongeBob onesie, you're not getting the job. Uh, despite clothes having nothing to do with your qualifications or skills, it requires an entire society to recognize the social construct and change it. So when he says being a black woman grants you special information, it does. Because her experience, her experiences is both mutually exclusive and mutually inclusive, meaning that she has experience as one, a black person, you, two, a woman. And you heard us trying to explain this. And three, a black woman. <laughs> and you heard us trying to explain this. Anyway, sorry for the long email. You but refused to recognize Those it. are just my thoughts. Just stay black and die, Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, that was, I mean, asking a society to sort of change around that. That's why I said it's, it's like saying you hurt your knee, why don't you just cut off your leg? I feel like it's an ex too extreme of a proposal. Mm -hmm. Um so that was the emails about Michael A. Wood, and we read a couple other ones on Monday's episode because we got a bunch, and we got, we got a bunch of tweets. Thanks for everyone who tweeted at us. Uh, we can't get through all those. We have two quick emails that have nothing to do with that episode. One is uh, is from Reese Cup. Hey, and her title of the email always behind listener feedback because uh, she's of she has she'll listen to the Michael Wood interview in yeah. March. Yeah, probably March. We'll somewhere. get an email from her about it. What the fuck is crazy? Is this guy serious? Um. Reese says, host sock puppets and or jars. No jars today. You all know that I'm always behind at least three episodes. Had to write in about Black Friday slash Thanksgiving Thursday shopping. My friend. Oh God. <laughs> my friends always think I'm going to be in one of those brawls you see on the news. I've been shopping since 95 and I've never been in and or seen a fight. However, I did run up on the ankles of a shopper in front of me one time. She was looking at the ad like it was e <laughs> easy like Sunday morning. You got to be moving it when when the stores open, um, or when in the stores. When you all talked about how Frankie's husband was standing over her at the house like Tretch with the paramedics, I literally <laughs> hollered on the bus. <laughs> uh, that was Frankie's story of giving yeah, birth. About giving birth. Yeah. Uh, trying to stop being a freeloader and get my Patreon account straightened out. I'm giving you all three, and now my daughter, and now my daughter on gets two dollars each month in college. LOL. Okay. Uh, well, you know, you don't have to pay us yet. Thanks, Reese Cup. So that's from Reese, and then we have an email from Phil Titties. Oh <laughs> shit! Hey, Phil emailed us once before. Yes, he did. I remember this. Three G O Titties here. <laughs> what to write you an email? Titties in the new year. <laughs> Randolph, what did you think about Black Lightning? I didn't. Have, I didn't have high expectations, but that shit was good as hell. Some of the blackest shit I've ever seen on TV. <clears throat> While I'm writing, I would also like to. 
log a podcast-related grievance. If Dominic PRS Rivera doesn't stop with the Laura Dern slander, I will have to boycott all future shows with him as a guest. I happen to think the Laura Dern is a handsome woman. (laughs) Uh, I don't think handsome is a good word. I won't stand for any more of the slander. You guys keep it up. Phil titties. You know what? If we brought up if we brought up Laura Dern, even to tell Dominic that someone doesn't like all the slander, he would just start slandering her. It's a, it's triggered. It's an involuntary response at this point. Oh. We just say Laura Dern's name. You get me on with Dominic. I love Laura Dern. <laughs> do you? Eat Dominic's fucking lunch for that. Do you shit. think she's attractive? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Right. Even as she a she doesn't think you're attractive. No, I know. <laughs> Even though we've never met, it doesn't matter. I know. Got to add a black skin for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you know I'm wild you have at to heart, be, though. You have to be what would be called more passionate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> As Sarah J would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dominic is is has no tolerance no. for Laura, Laura Dern. Dern. Praise. It just comes he to... He just didn't like her work in Blue Velvet? Or? You know, it started with him seeing pictures of her in Common, in common and the speculation they were in a relationship. You non-podcast listener. And he was like, oh, fuck no. And then he just went on and on. And then now, oh. recently... <laughs> The pictures of her with Baron Davis, Davis. surfaced where she was kissing him. So there's no doubt. Up on her in a toes, pressed up into him. Yeah, I see in the heart. He's like, like holding yeah. her purse. And uh, Dominic just, he can't handle that. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Anytime her name comes up, he just starts ranting about it. Okay. You know, it's funny, but I think it's it's real. Yeah. There, there's real hate. Dern hate. I told him he should feel the Dern. Feel hashtag. the Dern. Feel the Dern. <laughs> you gotta feel the Dern. <laughs> so those are the Dern! emails this week. Uh, if you guys want to discuss further what we're talking about, you can email us at threeguysonit at gmail.com. Uh, we got comments on our Facebook page from people who listened to that episode. We also got, uh, like I said earlier, tweets. Uh, we can't get into all that. We have one one hater. <laughs> one person didn't like what we how we treated Michael Wood. Oh yeah, um, we did get that. He he reached out to us, but then he uh, then he started following us on Twitter, and he said he's he listened to our other episodes, and he's he's maybe him listening to someone calling Michael Wood basically a fuckboy would change that. But uh, if he's listening to this episode, but um, so yeah, thanks for all the feedback on that, and uh, you know maybe we'll discuss it further as we go. Is there any more news to discuss on that? No, I think we covered. I mean, we have the quotes that I wrote down. For we me. covered that. I mean, listen, <clears throat> that's, a lot, that's what though. he talked about on another podcast. Do we yeah. want to? That's why I didn't put it on Facebook. I was yeah. like, I don't know. It's just, it's just. And also, I have this thing that um, he he's on another podcast that I listened to, and he had some, I thought, pretty ridiculous and inflammatory Egregious. things to say. But I have this sensitivity to going to black people and saying, "Hey, everyone, get mad!" Yeah, and handing them. Yeah, anger. You know, even though there was a thread that would, you know, Rob was. We were talking about this episode on Rod's wall, but uh, I think that happens a lot where white people will run to their black friends and say some racist shit happened and get mad. Let me fuck up your night. (laughs) I'm gonna fuck up your night. I'm gonna make you mad for a while. We already had a lot of emails saying I was so mad listening to that podcast. I know. So Uh you know, I I don't like to just run over and say, "Hey, everyone, let's." uh, yeah, it's it's kind of let's egregious a, as we were listening to it. I was like, mm. let's have a bad day, everyone. Yeah, but there was some shit. I, maybe we'll. I, I mean, I I literally wrote down, I transcribed some of his quotes because I was like, are is it? Did he say that? But um, all right. Well, we'll get to that later. Thanks so much for the emails, yeah. people. We uh, appreciate you guys. Like I said, as always, we appreciate you listening to the podcast and uh, appreciate the kind words that you guys threw at us. Yeah, something had popped into my head to talk about and then to pop right back out. 
Um, I sent you an email with some topics. I know my my battery's really low. There's always I'll I'll look it up. There's always the um, I mean there's of course the shutdown. Stormy Daniels. Oh, there, uh, that's a good one. Tells the story. Um, Forbes on that ass. <laughs> his weight, his height and weight, his his driver's Look, his driver's license height and weight. Here's the thing about the height and weight, because like you know, I saw these things like he's like six three two. What is two thirty nine? Is he's that what not. he said? As that's what they said. <laughs> yeah, and and like Deadspin was like Albert Pujols is like six three two thirty five, and they're of course side by side picture. Mm-hmm. But that's not fair. I mean, you got to show other, a seventy-one-year-old who's who's six-three, two-thirty-five. He's not six-three. I know that, but he's like, to comp- you can't compare him to Albert Pujols. Think about this: in order to be six-three at seventy-one, yeah, at some point he would have had to have been about six-five, right? Because you lose height as you get older, right? At least six-four, six-five. Do you recall him being that tall? <laughs> he would have been saying it. He'd have been a fucking giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd have been saying it a lot. You know? And then, okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, there's a picture of him and Obama at last year's inauguration. They're standing side by side. They're the same height. Obama's like 6'1". Obama's 6'1". And Obama doesn't wear lifting, lifts in his shoes. Those are pictures of him standing mm-hmm. next to Tom Brady. And right. Tom Brady is a f- like two, three inches taller than him. Right. And Tom Brady is like 6'4". He's 6'4". And <laughs> Trump is not just yeah. below him in the pictures. Right. You know? right. It would be comparable height. It wouldn't be... He's inches taller, inches shorter than him. That's the first thing. The second thing, the, the weight part, I'm like, 239. Dude, or I'm looking at you. I can tell by looking at you, you weigh more than 239. And it's 239 of visceral fat. He's not He's <laughs> not healthy. His doctor is lying because he's trying to stay in Trump's good graces. That is apparent to me. Um, geez, you can't eat McDonald's every day and say that you're healthy. That's crazy. Morgan Spurlock ate McDonald's every day for a month and he damn near died. He had it every meal, though. Yeah. What if Trump has just one meal? One meal a day? But he's 71. Morgan Spurlock was like... For how many years has he been doing that? A while. What do you think is going on in his in his veins, plaque-wise? And <laughs> and he's probably not just having a cheeseburger and small fries. Right. No, he's a know? few Big Macs. It's the report you said. can have a McDonald's meal that's like 500 calories right. if you want. Yeah. He picks a salad. It's not going to fill you up. A sandwich. Yeah, you get the you get the smallest fries. You get one of those little little cheeseburgers, those 80-cent dollar right. cheeseburgers, whatever, and um, drink water. That's not happening. Nope. I mean, you can have a, a 400-calorie. Nope. Nope. The chemicals meal. alone in, in the diet Kosi drinks all the time are yeah. not good for Mm-mm. you. You know, so for this doctor, this, this doctor to stand up, and for people to say that this is not a big deal, I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind if you don't think that's a big deal. Yeah, if you want to lie about something this stupid, and the <laughs> fact that the and the fact that a doctor would stand up there, and, and an administration would just throw dear leader propaganda out there, that's how fucking banana republics are ran. Right, mm-hmm. get that right. Is it? I, I'm, dude. I'm looking at you. I can see you. Remember when Scaramucci was like, "I've seen him throw a tight spiral through a tire." Yeah. What are you talking? What about? are you talking about? When? When did that happen? Like, what? It's just shit like that. It's like they just can't help. Right. But to echo the way Trump talks about himself, right. because they want him to like them. Right. You know, they don't want to get fired or have a tweet written about him or whatever. Right. And it's it's ridiculous. That to me is the ridiculous. And then you know he's. He's pulling down porn stars like a year into his marriage, which again I don't have any problem with that. With that aspect of it, I have a problem with the fact that these religious people are holding him out as he's a man of God. Like you're talking about the dude who's getting wet inside of a porn star. They'll yeah. explain it away though. They'll just say, "Oh, you know, he's treating her the same way you know Jesus 
treated Mary Magdalene like Mary. I don't recall Jesus. Bang- <laughs> I don't recall Jesus banging out Mary Magdalene. Neither do they. But they don't read the book. They don't care. Like, I don't recall that. I don't. I don't recall that happening. They'll find ways to explain away everything. Right. This guy. If you like him, fuck you, because that's right. what you do. And then the next day, he goes and speaks at a. Uh, he goes and speaks at a uh, uh, pro life rally. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a religious based organization, right? Yeah. And if he would have knocked up Stormy Daniels, are we saying he wouldn't have had the abortion? Yeah. Come on. And and then it also leads into, like, it's just much more plausible that there's a P-tape out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, if, first of all, you've already broken down the barriers of metal infidelity. Yeah. Because the P-tape requires that. Yeah. He has yeah. to be out on the road when the wife's not around looking for some hookups. So we know he does that. How you feeling, Donald? It's um, a stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put this fire out. Yeah. And then he's, she said she was well, she spanked him with the Forbes magazine. Yeah. Right, of right. all things. That was probably just what was there at the moment. I'll just roll up this magazine and use it. Well, those are the magazines that are in his house. There's no right. Ebony or Jet. Right. You know, like like I mean that would be a more sensational story if he like if he was like spanked me with a Jet. But he's not in. He's never been in a room with a Jet. <laughs> A Jet magazine, so right. that's the that's the magazine on Trump's coffee table, is Forbes magazine. Yeah. You know, essence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not he's not reading like uh, you know some kind of real specific magazine. You know, Cat Digest or whatever. He's reading Forbes. So. Right. You think, dude? If he imagine if it had been a Vogue, like that would hurt. Those are fucking <laughs> thick mags. Like, the binding <laughs> on that. Hit with a book. They have yeah. a nine hundred sixteen page issue. Really? Yeah, that was the biggest issue of any magazine ever made. Not too and like five hundred were ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Five hundred pages were ads. R- rub that uh, little perfume sampler on me, and then yeah. slap me with that thing. <laughs> yeah, slap it with that thing. See how Reddit turns, and tell me he's two thirty nine six three. Fat fuck. <laughs> pathetic, man. It's it's pathetic. And uh, do they just hook up a? Like one time, like how often did he hook up with Stormy Daniels? I think it was going? one time. She said it was unprotected because she's allergic to latex. In fact, oh, and most people don't carry a non-latex condom. Yeah, and she, you know, he also just took her up, and she was like, "Aren't you married?" And he was like, "I don't worry about that." And then he kissed me, and it was disgusting. She said, "Yeah, she was twenty-four at the time." Yeah, and then he said uh, she claims that he said that. That she reminds him of his daughter, Ivanka. Of mm-hmm. course she does. Yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. she does. Why wouldn't she? <laughs> well, that's that's what he's and she does kind of. So, I guess she's blonde. I mean, she somewhat resembles her. I guess. Well, but that's his thing. Know. Remember, he said he'd hook up with her. If it yeah, yeah. His daughter. I'd bang. I'd bang Ivanka. I'd bang my daughter. <laughs> wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> I'd bang my daughter. And Disgusting. then uh, this country, it's fucking country, man. I swear to God. Could this happen in any other country? I was yeah, trying to think it of it. It could that. happen. Well, the thing is, that it's not supposed to be able to happen here because we're supposed to be better than this. Yeah. yeah. This is the kind of thing that's supposed to happen in other countries. Mm, we're the American the exceptionalism. Yeah, right. So it's not supposed to happen here. So here's a story. Tom Cotton's on air lying about him. Mm-hmm. I didn't say shithole. You fucking lie. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. Okay, I did hear it, but I heard the other guy say shit. Yeah. Oh, another version I heard of that lie was I heard shit house. Like that makes it better. As if that makes yeah. it better. The shit house countries. <laughs> yeah. So <Fucking> liars. <laughs> shit was the operative part, not the whole part. It's not even the word shit. It's the fact that you think that the people from these countries are shit. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Right. Piece of shit. 
Um, so we had this story. This is not about Trump. This is about the Jets uh, wide receiver, I believe, Robbie Anderson, got pulled over. Mm. All right. New York Jets wide receiver Robbie Anderson was arrested early Friday morning in South Florida, charged with reckless driving, resisting arrest, eluding police, threatening a public servant. Uh, according to the police, he was clocked going 105 and a 45. Pretty goddamn fast. Um, ran multiple red lights. You know, mm. one of those deals. Uh, the cops pulled him over. Drunk. Uh, eventually yeah. stopped. Had a bottle of whiskey and a pistol in the car. At <laughs> which point, Dick please out. say, yeah, Dick definitely out. <laughs> Two girls in the back seat doing a cabbage patch. Yeah, Stormy Daniels in the trunk. <laughs> uh, he resisted their attempts to arrest him and put him in the back of a police car. Once he was in the car, here's the quotes from this, this football player. Uh, While in the back of my patrol vehicle, this is the cop's report. Robert stated that when he got out, he was going to find my wife, fuck her, and nut in her eye. He continued, he continued to make other verbal threats toward my family. Maybe he was just listening to, to a war tour, and he liked that line from Fife. Bust a nut inside your eye to show you where I come from. <laughs> he continued to make other verbal threats toward my family. Based on his statements, it was clear that he intended to sexually assault my wife. He also began to brag about how much money he has and how all I was doing was trying to ruin his fun. Was he drunk at the time that this he happened? He had to have been drunk. Right. That's some drunk boasting right there. <laughs> Did he say I'd give you the claw? <laughs> <laughs> you want the claw, huh? You want the claw? I got Aziz on Skype right Officer? now. Yeah, I know Aziz. I'm famous. I'm a football player in New York. New York Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, he said, that's, this is the cops. Modern aviation. Report. Uh, I don't know if there's like camera footage in the from the back of a police car, but I, I've never heard that threat. I've heard people threaten banging someone else's girlfriend or, mm. or wife. I've never heard that. And in addition to that, I'm going to quote, nut in her eye, <laughs> end quote, which is, I guess is extra degrading. I've heard nut in my eye before from a guy who was about to fight when I was bouncing. He said he put me in a jar of mayonnaise and nut in my eye. Why the mayonnaise? He was just a psycho. He was <laughs> out of his mind. Why is it going to nut in your eye? That's what, I mean, if you ever get in a combat situation, man, do say and hear some shit. I guess that's degrading. That's where that goes. That's like trying to, it's like the ultimate degradation. Mm-hmm. Is to, for, but that's like prison rape shit. It's for yeah. degradation. No, it has a homoerotic element to it, a lot of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Or not necessarily homoerotic, but just like sexually abusive, like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never, I mean, when you arrest an athlete, they're used to trash talk, though. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe he's just doing his what he does on the field. You know, he's probably threatened to bust in the nuts of eyes of many safeties and defensive backs. Like I'll put my nuts in your face. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like a lot of cornerbacks have probably heard the same threat. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Richard Sherman has been told that his wife will have this guy's nut in her eye at some point. Right. <laughs> just let him go, <laughs> fucking athlete. Oh, I know what we need to talk about. That's how you arrest an athlete. I know what we need to talk about. All right, uh, Monique. Monique. Yeah. This kind of is in our wheelhouse. Comedian Monique, yeah, Oscar winner Monique, yeah. Netflix came to her, came at her with five hundred thousand dollar, a five hundred thousand dollar offer mm. for a special. She was like, "Fuck that." <laughs> well, she wasn't. She went on. She went yeah, on Instagram, right? Fuck that. She uh, and then wanted people to. Yeah, they were like, she talked about the shit money they offered her, and and was like, uh, "You guys should boycott." Now, listen, Monique. <laughs> 
I'm not boycotting. I'm not boycotting Netflix, but I am on your side on this. Uh, I don't know what the amount of money is that she should be paid. I know it's more than five hundred thousand dollars, just based on the fact of her past accomplishments. Just, just on past accomplishments alone, which I'm not going to list, as well as her comedic skills, she's worth more than five hundred thousand dollars. She just is, and to say that she's not is stupid. It's stupid, and that tells me that you don't know anything about. You don't know anything about anything, basically. Because I keep hearing, especially comedians, I keep seeing comedians say, well, she's not even that funny. Really? Is that is that eh. the metric that you're using? Because it's about the audience. I've seen the shit on, on Netflix that's out right now. So don't come at me with, nah, she's not just not, she's just not that funny. That's a subjective right. thing. I don't want to hear that shit. So if you start with, if you start from that, you're disqualified from this discussion. It's about the audience that she brings. I feel she will bring an audience worth worth whatever amount of money that they spend her because people are going to come want to come and hear what the fuck she has to say. There just are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has she had has she had specials? That's why people yeah, before? she did have one. I might have been your cellmate where she went to prison. Okay. And performed in a women's prison. And that was well received. Because I feel like, yeah, when I think of Monique. I know she's a comic. She's working constantly. Samson opens for her all the time. Right. She's I working just, constantly. I don't think of her as a like visibly a comic these days. I know. Like she's not popping up in places where com- well, places like Netflix. Places where comics pop up. But that's so, why I feel like So in my mind I don't immediately I think Monique Oscar right. winner who's been blackballed by Hollywood. But that's why I think people are going to come. Especially if she has a bit about it. I don't it. think I know they're gonna come. Because yeah. they want to hear they want to hear about it. She has a bit about that. Right. I'm going to watch. Right. Know. At least I'm going to watch at least once. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you all if I think it's funny or not. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to watch at least once. So for people to say, well, no one's going to watch, that's, that's, that's as making sense. You know, that's people are going to watch. People are going to watch. Well, there was the numbers that were, I mean, obviously Chappelle and Rock got like 20 million or whatever. So that's one thing. Amy Schumer got like, whatever it was, 11 million, 13 yeah. million. And she yeah. went back when she found out what the other guys got and she got a couple more million. Mm-hmm. She and she had said, "I'm not saying I'm on Chappelle's level, but I'm on more than I got level." Well, here's and they what, gave her more. Here's what I would say about them. I agree with Chappelle. You get paid for as comedians get paid for the attempt. You know, yeah. you get paid for the you get paid for the attempt. Well, she brought an audience. What they think you're going to do? She's very that famous. Schumer special was shit. <laughs> we <laughs> all agree on that now. <laughs> was shit. It was Haiti. That <laughs> special was shit. So, but what's the next special going to bring? I don't know. I would think that are people going to come to the next? Well, you know what people might do the morbid thing of let's go to the next special and see if it's going to be just as shitty as this last yeah, one. Yeah, so maybe. People do or that. you could do like me and be like, I ain't watching no no more shit that you bring. Fuck you. Right. right. You know you can't keep when you discuss specials on Netflix or comedy special comedy anything. Don't start with Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. You should, that's stupid. Leave them out of the equation. They're not, you can't put them in the equation. That's like a basketball player saying, oh, I should be paid the same as, as LeBron. Some dude who's just yeah. first year player. I should be paid the same as LeBron. You think so? Hmm. You, you sure? 
Sit the fuck down. But somewhere. that is what what Schumer did. Is what athletes do. That is what she did. This quarterback got a big contract. Well, so I should I should get the big contract. Okay, well your next one ain't gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> but I should get a bigger contract based on your performance in your last one. I'm it, working on my rookie deal, yeah. and that should be on a, another deal. Yeah, and if we're gonna do like athletes do, well, based on the performances of this last one, I'm not advancing you. You're not even gonna get equal money to this last one. That's well, then, not gonna happen again. Then I guess that opens the door for if the last one performed great and it was a classic special. Uh, then it would have been money well spent. No one could say shit. But the next one, would they would give her more. And she'd get amped up to 20 on the next one. So would Monique be in a position of she has to produce first and then get paid? I don't. I think, the, get, I think the jump off point for Monique is too low. That's Right. What well, I that's think. where the negotiation part comes in. I think the in. jump off point is too low. But then, And we don't know what the market is for. Right. You know, We don't know what kind of money Netflix threw to everyone else. Yeah. But the, just, the ones that made the headlines, we know. Just based on her... On her um, her her past credits and her credentials that she brings, as well as what I've seen. Maybe the people on Netflix don't know anything about her stand-up wise. I can see that. Well, that happens a lot <laughs> with, you know, there's always a surprise hit black movie. Right. Because the people who calculate those things don't really know whether black people are coming. Right. So what is that movie with uh, Tiffany Haddish last year? Girls, oh, Girls, Trip. Girls Trip. By the way, Tiffany Haddish would probably get a, a bigger deal now for a Netflix would, special, yeah. mm-hmm. and she's a stand-up. And she maybe she has a deal in the works, but surprise hit. We didn't we didn't see this coming. Yeah. And so when you don't see it coming, you're going to throw a low budget to it. It's a low budget. We're not going to give this movie a lot of money, and then it makes money. It's like what a surprise. And then same thing with Monique. So the people who in the decision making situation are detached. They don't know. They might so they might say, well, Monique sells. X number of tickets a year at stand-up shows for this much money, and that tells us, based on our algorithm, that this many people will watch her on Netflix. Mm. I don't know if that's accurate, but they have a reason they started at 500000 or maybe they ended at 500000 I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they started at less. I mean, we don't know the specifics, but there has to be some reason they came to that number. And often that reason is we just don't know enough about your world, your audience, because you see it every single time right. a black movie makes money. It's like, oh, my God. What a surprise. And sometimes it doesn't even get talked about. It's never a surprise to black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, Black Panther will probably. Lambert is buying Walmart steak. Is he really? <laughs> he just sent me a text. Doesn't Walmart has a rep for, ha- has Walmart, have a rep for having yeah. good steak, though? I've, I remember. I've Target that does. Is it Target? Mm. Okay. Uh, Mon- we can watch Monique's Instagram video. It's yeah, a, why don't you go it's pull It's a minute that. long. It doesn't take long. This is she has like she has workout videos on here. I'm looking at her Instagram now. Here we go. My loves, I am asking that you stand with me and boycott Netflix for gender bias and color bias. I was offered a five hundred thousand dollar deal last week to do a comedy special. However, Amy Schumer was offered eleven million dollars. Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, $20 million. Then Amy Schumer went back and renegotiated $2 more million because she said, I shouldn't get what the men are getting, they're legends. However, I should get more, and Netflix agreed. When we asked Netflix to explain the difference, why the money was so different, they said, well, we believe that's what Monique will bring. We said, well, what about my resume? They said, we don't go off of resumes. Then we okay. asked them, what was I it about Amy that. Schumer? And they said, well... She sold out Madison Square Garden twice, and she had a big movie over the summer. Is that not Amy Schumer's resume? Mm-hmm. And then Netflix said, by the way, we believe Monique is a legend too. Why shouldn't I get what the legends are getting? Please stand with me in this boycott of Netflix. I love us for real. All right. So that's... Uh... All right. Well, here's the thing is, 
you are going off your resume. You, you, that's that's of course. that's not true. Of course, you're going off a resume. You go off resumes all that. Ugh, stop. That's it. a negotiation tactic. Stop it, Netflix. But we don't go off that re- resume. Although, according to her resume, she sold out Madison Square Garden. Stop it. Yeah. You do go off resume, and then don't turn around and try to butter her up by saying we think she's we think Monique is a legend <laughs> too. We're just going to only <laughs> offer her this amount of money. Right. You know, I it's five hundred thousand dollars. Not it's not. It's not. Mm-mm. It's not comparable money. <laughs> it's just not. No, I mean it's 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 like like I said, it's like that rookie deal where you have to prove it first, and then on your next contract you get a bigger payday. Yeah, they're saying that if this special turns out to be a surprise hit. Yeah, but that's that's then the next one will bring. That's in. fine, and I'm fine with that. But five hundred thousand dollars is not enough for the first rookie deal. Yeah, in my opinion, it's not it's not enough. It's not enough. And people people act like they want her to, particularly other comedians, shut the fuck up, you pieces of shit. She should just take it. She's not that famous anymore. Stop it. You are not famous. Well, she's not that famous she anymore. Is famous. Oh, if she takes it too, and then it is a hit, and they want her again, they'll lowball her fucking again because she yeah. took it the first time. Well, it'll be relative That's to the first problem. deal. They'll say, we're going to double your first deal. Right, right, right. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like, well, it's still a million It's a million low. dollars. Yeah. yeah. We're giving you triple. Yeah. You know, like, what do you want us to do? What do you going to give Amy Schumer next time? Right. What that piece of shit direct (laughs) she put out. What are you going to give her next time? You know, the the piece of shit that Rock told her, you don't want to do this. Yeah. (laughs) That piece of shit. Really? What are you going to give her next time? By the way, Monique's Instagram, all workout videos. Good for her. And then a picture of beet juice. She drinks beet juice. Oh, Lord. She's on that. Mm-hmm. She's on that Hotep shit. I don't know if she's on Hotep. <laughs> seems kind of Hotep-y. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a health. That's a drink of beet juice. That seems kind of Hotep-y. Vegetable I juice. I love us all. Eat some Dick Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Dick that Gregory. beet juice. Eat some Dick Gregory. Beat like this, some, drink this some beet juice. Video of her planking. Video of her working. Looks like a lot of, almost all of her Instagram posts, first of all, are videos. She doesn't do a lot of still pictures. But yeah, this is her like, all of it. This is, I guess, her and her trainer doing some kind of workout routine. If you come to any of my shows and you see how I'm able to move on that stage with those high heels on. Does she listen to Marky Mark? Yeah, good vibration. Good vibration. Oh, he's fucking, he just got a dancer. Like a dance workout. Yeah. She has lifting work, lifting with stuff. Let me see. I'm going to go back and see if there's anything lifting. There's a lot of dancing. Or is it just dancing stuff? Um, whatever gets it, whatever keeps her moving, I'm fine with. But this is her, No, this is all. She might just be posting. More dancing. Yeah, it sounds like she's just posting the fun shit. Like, this would be yeah. some fun shit for people to watch. I'm going to go to the back to the one I mean, of she's her. not Dominic Rivera in it. She's not, she's she's not Puerto Rico Suave. Her in. planking. Holding the you plank position. Core, She's right. Your arms, mm-hmm. your glutes, mm-hmm. your calves, glutes are part of your, your core. thighs, your back, your shoulders. When you do a plank, try to hold it as straight and steady as you can and hold this core in. Oh, baby. It's no joke, but we can get it done. <laughs> She's right. For those of you who can't hold up your whole body, start on your knees. But do something. We got a minute. You can do it. This Come has um, seal play in the back. Twenty-seven thousand views. Find your deeper love. Find your deeper love. Uh, she has a lot of followers. Two hundred sixteen thousand followers. Yeah, a lot of videos like that, though. A lot of her basically in the gym or post workout. Hey, my loves. 
Okay, so today is Friday. Treadmill walk. And I'm in Dallas, Texas. I have a show tonight at the Arlington Improv Comedy Club. So, of course, oh, I performed at I'm that not club. dancing this morning, but I'm still getting it in. She's playing clubs? Find a way, my sweet sisters, yeah, to get it Chappelle in. Was, Chappelle was The best way you... Chappelle was just there. Yeah. I'd like, say just there. I wouldn't know what, what size theater she plays. I know she plays some theaters, too. I'm mm-hmm. sure she does. Yeah, a lot of these dancing videos. And then, yeah, Beat Juice. <laughs> dancing, 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 dancing. Beet juice. Little ho tip. What the fuck is beet juice? Beet I want some beet drink. Juice. <laughs> it's a beet, beet drink. drink. Mm, it's Sugar red. Water. <laughs> Purple drink. It's red. <laughs> mm. Sugar water. Red. Beet. Yeah. <laughs> some beet drink. I don't know. There she's being. Also, people want us to just leave out the fact that black women traditionally get the shaft. In the industry, people just want to leave that fact out. Right, black men get it, black women get it. Well, the things that black built women up get it worse. things that built up Amy Schumer's resume, having a sketch show on Comedy Central, uh, having movies that she wrote and was able to star in. Um, Who's the black woman? That those has doors aren't pushes? open to someone like Monique. Right. I mean, she's she was won an Oscar for a movie. Right. But in general, right. Those doors. So to build that resume in order to get that. 10 million plus deal mm-hmm. you have to have doors open before that mm-hmm. and then people it's just like it's just like the black CEO or the black team owner it's like well there's no black CEOs well there's no one below the CEO who's black and below that person who's black so like no one has the resume to become CEO mm-hmm. so then you're like well it's, I don't know what's going on it's, yeah. black people aren't into this industry right. you know, women aren't into science right? you know and so you like really it's self-fulfilling so in order for someone like Monique the Tiffany Haddish is probably the best example now to get that special they have to have these doors open. Tiffany Haddish might be in a year or two, you know, commanding five million, ten million from Netflix. If she gets a special, she needs a, another couple hits. Yeah, I guess Schumer had a, a long run, a several year run yeah. of getting more and more and more famous from doors that were opened to her, but generally aren't open to black women. Mm-hmm. Not, and the doors aren't open to black women. I saw uh, the guy Harvey, whatever his name is, from TMZ. Monique was on his show talking about it, on TMZ talking about it. And he was like, well, you can't blame racism because Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle make this money. And you no. can't blame... <sighs> In five minutes? What time is it? It's four. It's 4.02. Oh, shit. And we got to wrap. Yeah, we got to wrap. <laughs> and that... Um, so-and-so doesn't get this deal and so-and-so doesn't get this deal. You can't blame sexism because Amy Schumer got this money. I'm like, but you can blame racism and you can blame sexism. Of course you can. Yeah. Quit being so, so fucking, that's that bullshit. They say, well, this black guy got it. This black person got it. So right. it doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this, this, this woman, this, this woman got it. So it doesn't apply. Well, yes, it does apply. Should have worked harder. You know, but that's, that's not, that's not the truth of it. There's opportunities that are not presented to you. Because of this thing, you know, and Amy Schumer got what she got. Uh, let's be honest, because of David Tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, but her you know, her sketch show was funny. Big help. Her sketch know. show was good. But everything that led up to her getting that step sh- that sketch show. Last Comic Standing was a big one. You know, early. You, know, you get these things. You get opportunities because of you. you, you no one just hands you a sketch show. Right. Right. <laughs> that that's not how it works. But I mean she did build herself you have up to, do to other you have to do other things. To being good at that, but that door opened for her. You know, and somebody opens up doors for you along the way and those doors weren't open for Monique. You wanna blame it on race? Part of it is. You'd be stupid to say it wasn't. <laughs> you just you'd be stupid to say it. Well it'll be it'll be the same argument as people have with Netflix. 
Well, if you give a black woman a sketch show, the audience will be small. Yeah. So we'll lowball it or not even offer one. Yeah. You know, Tiffany Haddish, would she have a sketch show right now? Like if they offered one, what would be the offer? Would it be the comparable to Schumer's original offer? Because she could have a sketch show right now. She's got enough heat. Yeah. You know, that she she could do just what Schumer and Chappelle and everyone else did. Right, right. Get a writing team and make a sketch show if she wants. But then that's still, there's only one. Like Tiffany Haddish and the rest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like who else is in line right. for that? And the rest. All right. So, all right, we got to wrap up. Let's bring this one home. Listen, people, thanks so much for coming in on this Thursday. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the emails. Hope you enjoyed what we had to say. Uh, come on back on Monday. We'll be here for you guys. want to thank Petey Steele. Yeah, yeah. Sitting in with us. Uh, and let drop some street knowledge on y'all. Um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Anybody got anything coming right quick? Oh, yeah, I do this week. Well, it's already Thursday, right? This podcast mm-hmm. goes up Thursday. So, yeah, this week on uh, Friday, tomorrow, the 26th, I'm at the DC Improv Lounge. There you go. And then next week, the 31st, Wednesday, I'm at Ragtime in Arlington doing a long set. So right. come to either or. All right. For me, this coming Wednesday, the 24th, 8 o'clock, I'm at the Emerald Tavern featuring for Justin Slagle. Nice. Out in Baltimore. That is... Uh, 8300 Hartford Road, and then I have my two shows I produce the following week, the 30th at the Colony Club, Umar Khan's headlining. That is at 3118 um, Georgia Avenue, Northwest D.C., and the following day at the Black Squirrel, 18th Street, Northwest, 8 p.m., Dylan Meyer headlines. And uh, Frankie French will headline Don't Block the Box on February 16th, Friday, 8 p.m. I co-produce that. But that's what we got. Listen to Black Women. Okay. Got to listen to Black Women. So you guys come on back on Monday. Listen, people. We'll be here for you guys. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. GD Still. Hey, with three guys on, you fucking freeloaders. We're out. We're out.